Alrighty then. What up? I guess it's a post-Christmas special. Post-Christmas pre pre New Year's special. Oh well, not really special. This is pretty much regular just operations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just another <laughs> just another day. But but maybe it's special because we're drinking. Yeah, just a uh, a gift brew from Anchor Brewing Company. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, twenty twenty one. You know, it does taste uh, pretty wintry. You know. I think this little time period between Christmas and New Year's is an underrated part of December. Arguably the best part of December. It's a time meant for relaxation. Yeah. It really is. Pretty much the entire world has off in y- some capacity. Yeah, you're and you're in a little bit of a lull, too, you know? Post-holidays. Because nobody else is doing anything. Yeah. You're forced into limbo. You know, things are slower, which, which I think is to be appreciated. But um, although it might be slow in terms of how we're feeling, surely there is a little bit to talk about in the sports world. Yep, sports sports must continue, although COVID kind of is throwing a wrench in that. But, but Sam, you just, got your, uh, you just got your shot. I did. I did. How are you I feeling? So far, so good. It was literally 20 minutes ago. All right. But um, well, it can only go downhill from here. Yeah, no, I expect to get pretty beaten up tomorrow. You know, I scheduled this a few weeks ago. I figured may as well. They were available. It was quick and easy. Nobody was there. Um, but, yeah, I expect to feel like crap. Well, well at, least you're, at least you're ready for it. Yeah. Um, so what do we got? You know, we're, let's talk. We're going to talk Warriors because yep. they're, looking, they're looking pretty good. The football team got into a little uh, in, uh, into an inter-squad or inter-squad uh, scuffle. Joe Burrow running it up, um, MLB lockout still going nowhere. Some some trade rumors about Mr. LeBron James, realistic yeah. or not. Um, yeah, Cooper Cup, Trevor players. Lawrence. Yeah, you know we'll we'll hit all the the, the normal subjects. But yeah. but what do you want to talk about first? Uh, you know, actually, what I saw today, which you didn't list, because um, you know it's minor. But um, do you remember? I don't know when this video came out. It's easily within the last three, four, maybe five years. But it's just a robot who like can hit jump shots. You know I actually saw that video. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a very uh, yeah, uh, very mechanic. Yeah, but, but like it like automatic. goes in every time. Yeah, I saw the sequel. I guess you could call it to that video just now of a robot who is dribbling down the court, and it was like also in the same mold of kind of. Is it like very very robotic? He's moving robotically, or sorry, he's not moving robotically. It's kind of like semi-quick it's slow but it's not like snail pace mm-hmm. but it's robotic dribbling it's like this but it's still they'll get there someday i was gonna say it's probably sooner than we think they're just gonna feel the team of robots playing each other yeah and so that's the thing you think a robot because a robot could probably just realist they, they would make any shot from anywhere on the court regardless of the defense probably right yeah, which I guess would probably not make it so wouldn't make it entertaining. But you'd have to tweak their sliders. Yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> you'd, you'd have, have to, to make say it they'd <laughs> make only X percentage. Yeah, you'd have to change up the the difficulty settings for the robot. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm sure ro- robot athletics will be coming to a uh, a TV nearby soon. I mean, the stupid drone. I don't even ca- oh no, I want to call it stupid. It's the drone entertaining. racing. It was on TV. I've never day. seen drone racing. It was on TV. Well, yeah, on the come up. Anyways, um, but no, go ahead. Let's why don't we actually start with the Washington fight, huh? Yeah, so the Washington football team having a uh, underwhelming year to say the least. They were supposed to come in with like the best defense mm-hmm. in the, like by far, and they have actually the thirtieth ranked defense now. Really, that's tough um, to do because they got to do it's like loaded with all pros. Their D line is nuts, but basically last night they got shellacked Trouble by the paradise. Cowboys. It was like fifty six to fourteen or fifty two to fourteen, and. De'Aaron Payne and Jonathan Allen, they're also former Bama teammates, but they're sitting on the bench, and one of them is just talking at the other, and all of a sudden, one of them just throws a punch. 
while they're sitting there on the sidelines. <laughs> Hel- helmets on. It's yeah. always funny when no helmets, helmets off. Helmets off. Oh, that, that means the real um, Teammates quickly got in the middle of it, but not a good look for the now six and nine Washington football team. That's Some a playoff team last year. Somebody's not controlling the locker room over there. Um, tensions are high. You know, who knows why? But you know, they're they're on a three game losing streak. They're on a three game losing they've streak. They've got they've got a lot of people out for COVID. So you know, and Jonathan Allen said he goes, you know, shit happens. Well, this is, a, I imagine, the most stressful time of year, huh? Well, when you're you're not making the playoffs? <laughs> well, if you're really into it, yeah, you're not making the playoffs, you're showing up to work every day, every little play, every little interaction. The, th- the things you used to let slide about your teammates' behavior, now it's hard to look back. And then you lose 56 to 14. Yeah, and, yeah, and then you get schlacked. And I guess speaking of, um, speaking of schlackings, Joey Burrow is quite the schlacker-her. Joey B., uh, who who they throw around? Was it the Ravens? Yep. So he threw for 525 passing yards, which I believe is fourth most all time in a game. He was 29 yards shy of the record. Um, those are just Madden numbers. Um, and he didn't. He didn't. He, there was no sign of him slowing down. No, I mean he he played throughout the whole game, and I think that actually pissed off the Ravens a little bit. Ravens weren't happy about it, which they need to grow up. I mean, I mean look. It, I can underst- well, I was just going to say, I can understand him not being in the game when they're up that big. I mean, just for uh, safety reasons, I guess you could say. But if he's the guy who's in and the clock is still ticking, why don't you just stop him? I mean, they didn't even, like, they didn't even really, like, run it up that much. It was 41-21. No, it w- it, well, what they were saying was that they kept passing. It wasn't so much running up the score. It was like, well, why do you keep going for bombs? It was like, well, why don't you just, you know, run the ball how out? Do you pl- how do you play some defense? Yeah, well, that's that's the, re- that's the real question, Baltimore. You you pride yourself on your uh, curtain, so to speak. You well, dude, that's the thing. Last night, was we were watching the the football team play the Cowboys, and there was like a minute left, and the Cowboys were already up like forty-two to seven, and there was already thirty-five to seven, and the Cowboys got the ball back with a minute to go, and they were just airing it out down the field. I th- when I was watching that Cowboys game, and what I gathered from that is they want people to think they're a very scary team come the playoffs. They've seen the way the Chiefs have been playing. Chiefs have been playing angry, scoring a lot of tutties. I think the Cowboys want people to know that they're legit. Well, dude, you know what I think a part of it is now is I, I think part of the reason some of these teams might not let up where they might during the middle of the season. I think it's like a lot of like they're trying to like try some things. Yeah, no, especially like, see, when you're up that big. Yeah. yeah, you might as well mess around a little bit. It's like live practice no, at that point. No, 100%. And that's actually probably really what it is. You probably try some things you otherwise wouldn't have called because, the, you know, the stakes, stakes are there now. Well, we talk about Joey B., um, former Heisman winner, former national champion, pivoting to another former Heisman winner and former national champion, Trevor Lawrence. <sighs> I picked him up this week at my thingy. He disappointed me. Did you win? Did would you win the chip? I'm still ongoing. I'm down like couple points I have three players left um, I'm monitoring the situation but t- tell me about Trevor so Trevor Lawrence obviously we know he hasn't really blossomed under Urban Meyer but he actually just set a record of his own um, and that is him so he only has one touchdown in his last 280 attempts which is the longest streak without a touchdown for a rookie in the last 30 years Jeez, get that guy some help huh I don't know, I don't know what the fix is. You know, it'd be kind of I'd like to see Jacksonville be good, because they were good in like the mid early two thousands. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, because they've only been around for like twenty years. Yeah, and you know, you, you you if you don't hate the guys who are playing, you can't help but root for them. You know, I have no animosity for any of those people down in Jacksonville. I wish them the best. Um, How do you think they'll do next year? 
Well, they're going to get the number one pick again, uh, and Trevor comes in with another year of they experience. They might not get the number one pick. It's either going to be them or the Lions. Right, let's say they have a top three. Okay, yeah, they'll have a top three pick. Top three pick. Um, I think they'll be hopefully better than worse. I mean, ha- but how long were the Browns on the bottom? A long time, right? I think the Browns were there for like five years. They had like two separate 0-16 seasons. Yeah. Or like one-win seasons. For some reason, I don't think it'll be that bad in Jacksonville. You think they'll pick it up? In subsequent years, surely. Um, at least, you know, the locker room turmoil, too. You know, you got to clean things up over there. Um, but, yeah, the AFC race remains tight. Last time we had mentioned it was obviously last week. But Chiefs, 11-4. and four, Titans, 10-5. and five, uh, Four teams at 9-6. and six, Still Bengals, Bills, Colts, Pats. Uh, three teams at 8-7. and seven, Ravens, Chargers, Las Vegas. Um, and then four other teams. Steelers, Dolphins, Browns, and the Broncos. Um, those teams on the bottom, probably their chances of making the playoffs kind of kaput, but they're playing spoiler. I'm rooting for those teams. Um, you know, I, I like to see teams play spoiler, rob some wins that could have gone to other teams. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight race. Patriots not looking too good anymore. No, we, we were over here ready to, to crown yeah, the Kings. We were, they, they had me back in as a as – a, um, as a as a hard hardo Pats fan, and now they've since disappointed me. That's it's like as, it, whenever I raise my expectations too high, that's what's when it goes down. Those are kind of the ebbs and flows, though. You know, it's uh, the middle of a football season. Yeah, it happens. Um, but you know, I guess this kind of goes back to that locker room f- or the sideline fight. But I was watching Zeke play that game where they they ran it up. Who they who they playing when they football ran team? Up? Yeah, they they smashed uh, football team to the ground or whatever. But Zeke scored pretty early. He didn't end up having, like, a great game. He had 30, 40-something yards and two touchdowns. But he scored early, and he looked excited. He looked like he had some life in him. Maybe the trick for those players who are really good but they've been slacking, maybe the trick is you get you punch him in early. You get him in the end zone early. Get you, him in the end zone you early. You make him feel needed. Yeah, make him feel rewarded. Don't wait until late in the game because they're all they're thinking is, am I going to score, am I going to score? Get that guy's touch. Get it, And then because he's locked in the rest of the game. And he's, you know he he's looked the good, go-to guy. Go to the give him the give him the ball when he wants it. You know it's funny too because uh, watching that he really is not the go-to guy, and you know they really don't. They go to air him. that shit out. Yeah, now. you know Dak. Dak is back, but um, I guess to wrap up with the Joe Burrow thing, um, he gifted his whole O line iced out G shocks. Wow. Yeah. I G mean, shocks. I don't even know G shock was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a it's a season of giving, and I think it, it's always funny seeing what the locker room gifts are. Um, I think the some Colts. I, I want to say Colts. Let's see. Yeah, Colts D lineman. Um, what the? What's his name? Yeah, and write it down. But he he got his whole team fat scooters. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like three thirty eight hundred a pop. Got him all these like gigantic like road you know, scooters. Those guys better be getting each other good gifts. I know all the money there. You know yeah. what? You know what? You never hear about though. You never hear about. NBA Christmas locker rooms, and they're all playing on Christmas. But those guys, they're, they're never, they're never getting each other good gifts. Yeah, which makes it, which makes you think. What are you guys doing? You know, they, they surely probably do some sort of secret Santa, right, or yeah. whatever, some sort of gift exchange. But yeah, I, I want to see what these guys are giving each well, other. Well, you know, speaking of that, I actually, you know, t- let's talk about Christmas a little bit. I participated in my first ever uh, Yankee swap. Oh man, two of them actually. Wow. One on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas Day. It's when the. When the level of gifts are all more or less the same, but there's a few that are really worth having, a Yankee swap is is great fun. You ever done one? I've done one, I believe. No, they're fun. I ended up (laughs) – this is actually funny. So there's a bit of strategy to it because you don't want to take a gift that you think someone will steal. Yeah. But you still want it to be valuable. But 
So in the first one on Christmas Eve, I the first one I unwrapped, I was middle of the pack, so not great, but I unwrapped like a bottle of champagne and like a Ulta gift card, which is a uh, like for makeup. Okay. So obviously so not super relevant to me. But something certainly worth uh, trading. So I automatically flipped that for an envelope of cash, thirty bucks. That was a simple one for for the Jew in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then and you'd rather have that than the makeup gift card. Exactly. But then somebody flipped. They took my cash and I ended up with some maple syrup and a scratch ticket. Kay. So I was like, okay, a scratch ticket could be worth like fifty, a hundred bucks, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then, of course, it gets to the last person, and then I lose my scratch ticket and my maple syrup. For thirty rolls of toilet paper, which dude, kind of valuable. You know what? Honestly, in terms of actual utility, what you'll use in your day to day, I think you kind of won out. And the real kicker: scratch ticket had nothing on it. Yeah, and you you ended up giving that away. Obviously, right? That was the the swap. Kinda. Yep, I lost the scratch and the ticket. Syrup. I got the TP. Wow. So I made out good on that one. And then the second one, second one is where I kind of screwed up, because I was nineteenth in the order, which is pretty good. Because you can see all the gifts, basically. Yeah. It was 19 of 21. And I originally picked up... Um, what did I pick up? Oh, it was like a Bloody Mary kit. With okay. like some mix, a bottle of Tito's, some other alley? stuff. Eh, no, not a big Bloody Mary yeah. guy, but you know, you can maybe get behind it. But so then I swapped out that for this like really cool like margarita kit with mm-hmm. like eight pre-made things. It was, like the, it was like the best gift, essentially. Yeah. But then in my head, I was like, someone's definitely going to take this for me. So then, of course, on the last round, someone flipped my prime gift for a fucking a zoodler. You What's know what that? that is? It's like a, it's like a basically a pasta maker. Oh, where you like put things sense. in it and it like makes it into like little shapes, straight shapes and stuff. What would you put in it? Like you, you make could put the, like, like zucchini yeah. squash, sweet potatoes. Oh. You can make like real pasta. I don't know. Oh. So maybe I'll get some use out of it. Oh, but that's what you got. That's what I got. Yeah. You know, so I got TP and a, and a zoodler. You know, those—that's the type of thing you'd never go out of your way to buy on your own. But maybe now that you have it, you'll you'll put some good use to no, it. No, exactly. We kind of got um, this uh, this apartment as a whole got some pretty good uh, kitchen appliances yeah. at Christmas. We got a, a soda stream, okay, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Now that I'm using it, uh, like what? So you just put in the syrup and it makes your soda. So it like you hook it up, it fizzes the water, mm. and then you put in the syrup and it t- tastes great. Yeah. So Coke? that's cool. No, no Coke yet. But it's a cola substitute. You could make cola. You yeah. could. Ma- it's mainly, I think, it's used for like seltzer water. That's oh, like hey, a good that's one. right at my. No, house. yeah, that's it's yeah. pretty good dope. Yeah, they have like the, that's the default. You don't even need to buy juice for that. No, there's like a million different flavors yeah. you could buy for it. Um, we got that. We got uh, a French press Kay. for coffee. Oh, hell made yeah. out pretty good. We got a uh, milk frother. I think for people. Who oh, those are nice for, for coffees. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. are nice. Yeah. I've uh, used one of those the other day. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is before Christmas, but I went to a Celtics game um, when they played the Knicks a couple games back. And I this is, at this point, probably like close to a week ago. I think, the, actually, the game's on the 18th. Yeah, so this has been like nine days ago or so. Um, but just some observations I had from that game, because I guess it's the first pod we've had since. No, I mean, I'd love to hear how many people were there, because, you know, we, one of our most famous fucking TikToks is us talking about how nobody wants to go to these damn games. Um, You know what? It was it was thin, but it wasn't empty. Where were you sitting? Means. I was in the loge boxes right behind one of the baskets. Um, so I was like seat. fairly pretty close. Um, so I could I was like in the inner bowl, I guess you could say. Um, but there were some empty seats, but it was still like a crowd. It wasn't empty or anything like that. Um, maybe higher up was a little bit emptier, which might lend to the, like the thing that we mentioned. And that was the uh, that was the Nick game, right? Yeah, but at the same time, I was like, 
a bunch of people were out just before. I mean, most of the Celtics played. Like, pretty sure Tatum played, Jalen played, all those guys played. But some of the Knicks were out. Kemba came back though, and he he did all right. Um, what's funny though, I I had to talk about this was they do obviously like the you know wear a mask videos, like the PSAs they put on. It's like the the players doing it. Right around the same time I went to that game was when it was announced Kyrie's gonna be a part time player. And it just had me thinking, like, can you see him up there making those, like, please wear a mask videos? Like, <laughs> after this after this whole time of him, you know, being like, uh, I'm not going to play. Cause I wonder, like, will they include him in team promos now that he's back? They better not have him uh, preaching vaccines or, or anything like that. No, no, I know. It's which, like, which begs the um, which begs the question right there. But. That was pretty much my one of my takeaways. I also thought um, definitely a classy place to be doing a 50-50 raffle. Oh, well, you know those guys aren't paid. Whoa. Volunteers. Whoa. Yeah. Why, why would they ever? I don't know. Oh. They, people do it out of, the, out of the goodness of their heart, but they raise hella cash. Oh, man. Um, and did, that, you, did you buy 50-50? You donate to the cause? I, nobody, nobody. I didn't see anybody do it. I just, did, that did, was just my thought damn, when I was they're, there. They're doing a bad job then. Hey, that's probably their own. You know, I, being a fifty-fifty guy, I now like feel obligated to buy a fifty-fifty everywhere I go because I like empathize with the guy doing yeah, it. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, they're just trying to get a sale, you know. Uh, they're, they're, get a little they're, bonus they're just trying whatever. to get to their bonus. Yeah, um, but no, that's pretty much really all I had. I, I guess another thing is like they're doing all these like in stadium commercials, kind of like long ads. And weirdly, none of them were not that I was like hoping for it, but weirdly, none of them was around like crypto and all this stuff that you'd see when you're watching TV ads. That's not what the advertisements were like in the actual stadium itself. Boston's it was, lagging behind. It seems that I mean, it was like really traditional. Like there was this like long Jay Z and Beyonce, Tiffany Covey. I'm watching it. Like, what am I watching? It, it's like so like not obvious. It's like a jewelry commercial. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Jay Z's been on this for like a minute and a half. You know, I ought to I ought to make my way over to TD. I haven't been. I I don't think I've been there since since the last Celtics game I went to was, it was the year they played the Cavs in the conference finals, but before they had Tatum. So it wasn't when they went to seven games. It was when they had like it Bradley. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. A long long time time ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess while we're we're, we're, uh, while we're on the NBA, um, and somewhat of I guess a, a wrap up. For Christmas, but for Christmas, uh, Josh Giddy g- gave the Thunder fans a rare stat line. So second time in NBA history. Don't ask me who the first person was. Uh, in the first in 50 years, Josh Giddy got a double double, um, and he's like the Thunder's young star, I guess you could say. Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. Double double. No points. Ten rebounds. Ten assists. Good for you, Josh. People making for- making headlines in OKC. Hey, contributing in ways that aren't uh, so obvious. You know. Did he take any shots? Yeah, he missed every shot that he took. He didn't shoot any free throws or anything like, or didn't make any free throws if he shot any. Um, in other news, I guess like slightly bigger news, the Warriors really gonna do it again, huh? The Warriors are pretty good, and it doesn't seem like uh, anyone's really capable of stopping them. Because in the West, I'm, I don't feel great about the Suns, the Lakers. I don't even, I don't even know what's going on there. The Jazz, um, Jazz will give it to them. Jazz, they're not gonna do it. And they still don't even have Clay back, so I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. This is, I guess, really the first discussion, so to speak, of this. But like, what does that mean for sports? What will happen if the Warriors go in and they win it again, and Steph gets four? If Steph gets to four, I think LeBron's got a lot of thinking to do. 
I think I think it certainly changes the conversation. And the reason why I say that is right now LeBron's at four, and everybody for years has always been like, well, how many is LeBron going to get? Is he going to get to five? Is he going to tie MJ at six? Will he get more? And those questions are obviously up in the air now. But if Steph gets to four, is it not right for on, for him well, to get that same conversation? Dude, I think the the worst thing it does is like LeBron is already not really in the news. LeBron has somehow like gone now under the radar. It's not even that he's playing bad. It's just like great. it's this weird narrative around the Lakers where like he's just not in the news at all somehow. And then if the Warriors win it all, that's gonna just you know, we're not gonna hear LeBron news for six months. You'll immediately after there'll be some buzz because you know that he's gonna have a legendary trade season coming up right now and legendary free agency. I mean, somebody in. had the audacity of asking Rich Paul if uh, the Lakers would consider or if they would consider a trade out of L.A. and he said LeBron is not leaving the Lakers. No, he's not having a trade on his his record. But I mean. If I'm somebody on that roster right now, I keep my I keep my luggage packed near the door. It's uh it's given a lot of uh it's like 2016 Cavs vibes mm. where anyone and any every everyone and anyone was on the on the on the block except LeBron. I mean, you know, the crazy thing is too is like I think by choice he wanted to play off the ball a lot more. He wanted to not be Dude, the most ball dominant Dude, it's the same narrative guy. every time this happens. <laughs> but the question is who do they bring in? And it's not the, the answer is not these 10-day guys. It really isn't. Well, dude, the Celtics—they got—I got a bone to pick with these goddamn Celtics. Signing Joe Johnson and like some all these other other guys on ten-day deals. Fucking COVID. Well, it goes back to what the NHL is doing. I don't want to change the subject too much because I want to talk about this Warriors thing. But the NHL just approved these—they're um, calling them taxi squads, mm-hmm. where let's say you have four guys go down because of COVID. There's this like squad. They're like fill-ins on the spot, which. It's to like me, it it's makes like, perfect it's like my, sense. It's like guys who are like minor league plus. Like they're like always ready to go. Which to me makes perfect sense. I don't know why that hasn't always been a thing. Yeah. I mean I mean other I guess you would have really you'd really have no reason for him outside of COVID. But yeah. No, but um no, I I agree. I think I mean Joe Johnson's whatever. I don't expect him to really play. I don't I mean, you have a, a team with two ball dominant young stars, like do you need to add a ball dominant old guy? Um, not that Joe's not good. I mean, he scored he's in his, his debut. I mean, they'd probably never be on the court together. Uh, yeah, I mean, him, it's, it's, Tatum, and Brown. Yeah, so I think it, it's meant to be kind of that that exact scenario. And but correct me if I'm wrong. I think I saw Joe start his career with the Celtics. He did. He did. Yeah. He, he used to wear number 31 for us. Now Full he's, circle. Now he's back in, in number 55. The Celtics always have those uh, those ugly jerseys. But I mean, I, I really do think the Lakers are bad, um, or at least not as good as they and the community want them to be. I really think it's going to be a legendary trade season. Who was on the market? I don't know. Um, Kuzma got out of there already, but I think if not, he'd be gone. Um, but let's talk about the current Lakers. They got THT, Talon Horn Tucker. Maybe he's out the door. Um, I mean, is, is AD on the block? Because you can't trade Mello. You can't trade Westbrook. AD is the only real relevant piece if he's even on the table. And it'd be tough. Uh, that's a thing. He's probably not on the table. And two, it becomes that situation of like, how do you get gigantic return for this person? Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Benjamin Simmons ends up over in L.A. Dude, I don't know. Like, the Lakers were really good. Like, obviously, the year they won the championship, they were really good. LeBron and AD's first year. 
And then last year, second year, I think, because didn't they, didn't they miss it their first or whatever? No, because LeBron's first year in LA oh, he didn't have AD. Yeah, but right, their right. first year together, they were really good, yeah. and they won the chip. And then last year, they were like really good. They were in a play-in though. Didn't LeBron get hurt for a well, stretch? Because they were really good. Then LeBron got hurt. Then AD got hurt. I think the biggest problem was AD was out for a long time. Then LeBron was also out for a while, so they dropped to like a seven seed, and then they got and then they got beat by the Suns. But even last year they were really good, and now they just look terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't know what their what their deal is. Um, surely they'll figure it out. I imagine. But I mean Westbrook just good. he he's terrible. It's it's not looking um, good for them. But I guess in in pivot to or do you have something else on that? Um, no, I, th- I think that's all I got on the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so I guess in, in pivot to, uh, MLB, perhaps quick note on the MLB lockout. Um, cause there ain't much to say there, but they're still ongoing. Um, certain non-economic issues are being sorted out, but all their big ticket items haven't even been discussed. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. The case closing that college football playoffs, college football playoff. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I was last year, because last year there were more narratives, and I followed it more closely. Mm. But I'm pretty jazzed up. Oh, yeah. Anything could happen. I Michigan, mean, Georgia. My guy, my guy, Zamir White. Oh, Georgia. People forget. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've ever mentioned on the pod, but Zamir White went, went to have a, an illustrious career no, in he Madden. M- he might just be the best running back of all time. Virtually, at Virtually, least. Virtually, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. But, yeah, when I had back when uh, back during Pete COVID, Madden, Madden 21 on the PS5, Rhodes Amir White to, to many a championship. Well, I think, what was the, the storyline, too? Didn't he have like a. T- he might have torn his ACL in real life. He did tear yes. his ACL yeah, in real life. So yeah. then he dropped in the Madden draft to the end of the first round, yeah. snagged him up, and fucking, fucking tanked. He went off. And, you know, albeit he's having a great season at Georgia. Hey, and the, the same thing had happened to him in real life, right? Oh, speaking of, speaking of college football playoffs, uh, they might be coming to a movie theaters near you soon. Yeah, they're, they're showing a. Uh, the college football playoff at all these theaters similar well because AMC, you know they're trying to they're trying to revitalize themselves. I don't know if AMC is doing this, but AMC has been hosting like UFC fights. Well, I, I like that. I like the idea. I mean, if you you're already gonna watch the crap in your own TV, which may or may not be great, why not shell up twenty bucks and go see it at a, the best TV you could possibly see that? No, yeah, I mean, dude, I have a whole new like appreciation for nice TVs. I was mm. kind of in the camp where like, oh, all TVs are the same now, just because it's you know twenty twenty one TVs a TV. But I was at my girlfriend's house, and they just got a brand new, like, 75 or 80 inch. Like, it's mounted on the wall. It can come out angles. It's, it's like, absurd. It's not nice. easy to do the mount either, you know? It's finding the space for it, putting it in the right spot. And they've got the nice thing where, like, all the, the cables are, like, in the wall. Oh, man. So, so you don't see anything. Wires? It's literally just a TV. That's a nice and setup. And the, the sectional, like, can it has it's electronic, so it goes in and out. It's all the work on the front end. To really hide all those wires, but it pays off dividends. Dude, you know what? There's something to be said for a nice big fucking TV. You, you know what looks gigantic on big TVs? Ads. Um, and I bring that up because I'm watching football Sunday. Yeah, I'm watching NFL Sunday. And they do this little slick thing now where as opposed to just cutting to a commercial break, they just shrink the game and they mute the game and they make you watch a commercial. They think they're slick. While the game is still like technically on the TV, but like most of the screen is just a commercial, and you're like, well, you really found a way to slip that in. Well, dude, get ready. I, I can tell you right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, fifty to sixty percent of Super Bowl ads this year, it's gonna be some form of crypto. You've got Coinbase, FTX, um, 
Crypto.com. They're going to have a freaking field day. It's going to be it's going to be crypto and beer. Meta's going to spend a, a hell of a lot of money. Um I bet you're going to be see a lot of cars. You know, and I bet there'll be a good amount of cannabis. 100%. A bunch of EV stuff. I I don't remember what uh, Super Bowl commercials 2021 looked like, but I think 2022 um, it is starting to gear up for the, who knows what the 20s holds, but in terms of the commercials we're going to see for 2022, I think they're going to be very future focused. 2021 was like, I remember a lot of sad commercials. Like there was one Google commercial. I was like, wow, it's like bringing tears to my eyes. Y- yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess nobody was ready for uh, enjoyment, I guess last year. But um, the thing about the ads though, is um, get used to seeing a lot more of those gambling ads. To your point about um, these FTX and the, the crypto ones, expect to see a lot of gambling ads too. Um, over the next three years, Turner Sports announced that they expect $400 million in revenue between DraftKings and FanDuel strictly on gambling commercials. So if you, you didn't think you saw enough of them now, every commercial you see for the next three years probably. Wouldn't that be nice if you could just point to two companies like, yeah, they'll, they'll give us $400 million over the next three years. Oh man, I mean it's it's definitely uh they sleep well at night. Yeah, they they know that revenue is coming to the door. Well, you know, it's kind of like an arms race too. If one of them announces they're going to be on the radio waves, the other one has to. You just like have to. It's a mutually destroyed or mutually assured destruction. With and then guys. we come in yeah, through the through the through the tunnels in the ground through through the grapevine with um, this with this with, little podcast with, with the the help of all our mighty warriors. I guess pat pat to us. We we just crossed a milestone and and pod listens. We did eclipse a uh, thousand all-time listens, hey. which you know, nothing to sneeze at. No, yeah, you know, it's it's piece by piece, brick by brick, and we appreciate every listener along God the way. God damn it, we forgot to do the cloud, the plug at the beginning. Oh, We're terrible yeah. at telling people what to do. Yo, wasn't there like an episode we did once that was like the best episode we ever did? We didn't record it. Yeah, that was like the for the beginning of COVID. Was it for this podcast? Or it was. It? We were out on the deck at two thirty-five. Oh, so it was an early. It was early like episode. it was like we were like, oh, it's the early spring. Let's go record outside. It was flowing. I think how it flows now, but it, it was well, back then. We had some booze in us. Yeah. I think we were like three beers deep because yeah. we used to we used to really drink for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, that's funny. But um, back to the whole college football playoff. Um, sh- I think they should. Th- so they have the games on New Year's Eve. I really think they should move those games to New Year's Day. Yeah, because people want to go out. It's like seven thirty on New Year's Eve. That's like the 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 game to watch. That's the Michigan Georgia game, and like you you don't think people are like occupied then? No, yeah, I mean, like people go out. To, people go out to dinner on New Year's Eve. People go go out on New Year's Eve. That's sometimes, a tough time slot. Yeah, sometimes sometimes really add up there. Well, don't they have the other game going on on New Year's Day though? No, the other one is at three thirty. And then oh. they have like a bunch of other bowls on New Year's Day, oh, and okay, then okay. and then the championship games like maybe two weeks later. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure plenty of people will be tuned in. I imagine who their audience is. Like as much as it would be great for a bunch of young people to watch, there probably is a lot of people who are happy to watch it on their New Year's Day. No, New that's Year's true. Eve, New Year's Eve, uh, especially this year because nobody's really doing anything. But dude, so I'm looking at this beer again, and there's something to be said for like shrunken bottles, like the design of this, like it's like stout bottles, you know. Oh. Why is it only craft beers that have that? I want like a Bud Light in this like short little bottle. Well, you know what's funny is it's all optics because this is still t- a twelve ouncer. This is just as much beer as in any of those other ones. It's exactly, just but it looks a little different. And I like it. It makes you feel like you've you have more almost because it's not so slim. Yeah, um, has a lot to do with bottle design. I think craft beers have to stand out because like my guess is 
they don't necessarily always have enough branding to back them up. I mean, dude, if you're looking for a craft beer and you tell me you're looking at anything besides the, the design? design of the bottle, you're lying. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe as you drink more, you have an idea about the different. Uh, no, and then you, you know, you'd learn the different tastes and whatnot. But, but quickly. I, oh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Cooper Cup. MVP. Cooper Cup having one of the best seasons of all time. So today on December 27th, it sits, he has 149 catches, 1,965 yards, and 15 touchdowns. Jeez. So now Matthew Stafford will presumptively have thrown to the two best receiving uh, seasons seasons of all time because it's like Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson. Maybe maybe that's what was motivating Stafford too to to keep feeding Cup. Not only was Cup all time, but he's like, look, I'm gonna see if I can do it's that, like do p- it again. Part of his own legacy. Yeah, no, seriously, dude, 150 catches. That's a lot of fucking catches, dude. He's like a monster out there too. Um, no, he, he's a beast. Yeah. He's like, and he's very unassuming. Mm-hmm. I saw this one thing. It was like. Cooper Cup is everything that people were trying to tell us Julian Edelman was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all those guys, honestly. Um, uh, but then we got. Th- we tell me, uh, what do you think about Brady Blue? I looked at it real hard, and it just looked like regular blue to me. Um, but it was funny too because it was like the way the I saw the tweet announced. It was like Tom Brady's coming out with his own color. The, you know, he created his own color, and I'm like, what's the process on that? Do you just run through all the possible color I mean, combos, dude, and you're like, well, this is ours now? We're going to act like every color doesn't already exist? Uh, yeah, I mean... There, the, there's a literally a, a digital color code for every possible color. I think I think branding it, just make sure, like, if somebody else uses it for their apparel, it's like, hey, you're making a jacket in my color blue. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Suing you to oblivion. Brady blue, fuck yeah. you. Um, but, um... Brief segue about Brady, so I, I'm pretty far behind on the whole man in the arena thing, but I did just watch the episode when they lose to the Giants mm. and break the perfect season. I like, I kind of choked up. Oh, you're behind. That was, that was pretty emotional for me. I mean, it's looking back on it. Uh, there's, there's definitely some great days here in New England, you know. And you know, it's, it's, it's all in the rearview mirror. <laughs> they, they might never win one again. Um, but I, I guess to segue into a little bit about business, um, but not too much. My first thing is a uh, uh, f- request to Apple. Um, you ever? W- what's the first song in your list of songs? What do you mean? Like listed the f- number one, not like that you listen to it the most. Just like alphabetically, it's on the tippity top. See, dude, I don't even I don't even think Spotify does that. Oh, okay. Because I'm like all in playlists. Let me tell you, that's perfect that Spotify is different then because that means I can tell you a little bit about how Apple Music works. But basically, your library of songs is sorted um, A to Z. I think there are other ways you could sort it, but I think the default one for most people is probably just A to Z. So it's just a fat list of songs. Yeah, I mean, and you, you can obviously narrow it by like the genre, the artist, the album, blah, blah, blah. But like if you're just listing your songs themselves, A to Z. Right. I hate when I turn on a car and it's like that where it just plays your first song. Because it's like, it just, for me, it's A-Team by Ed Sheeran is the alphabetically <laughs> the one that's listed Every earliest. Time. So it's like half the cars I go into just starts playing it. And I'm like, one, make me hate the song. And then two, it's like, Apple, let me set what I want my default song to be. Maybe there's a song that you want to pull out to the first time you open up your car. I mean, if, like anything, you, if anything, you would think it would shuffle. 
That would be incredibly annoying. It's a team every time. Every time. I mean, yeah. well, de- sometimes it depends. Where you at least plug it in, and then you, I can hit shuffle, and it starts. But sometimes when a if car, you don't, if you can't beat it to it, yeah, if you can't beat it to it for some odd reason, it just starts playing mute, and you're like, oh my god, you know, um, that's terrible. But I guess, kind of about cars, um, and segueing into the the only real businessy thing I had for today, although certainly there's there's always a bunch happening, is uh, so this company called. Vo- Ve, um, Ve. Yeah, they're called Ve. V e y. V a y. Okay. European company called Ve. Um, self-driving cars is what they want to do, but they're tele-operated. So their cars, which is a Kia e Neros, which is an electric car, um, shows up to your house. So it automatically shows up to your house, but you get in and drive it to where you need it to be, and then once you've arrived, it drives off on its own. And Kinda so. Cool. Yeah, parks itself, all that type of stuff. And so the the cool thing behind it, once again, like I said, it's in Europe. So in 2022, Europe actually passed Europe. I, I say Europe, like EU, I imagine, passed legislation that says in 2022, self-driving cars with no human operators can start hitting the roads. I don't know. I still, you know, e- self-driving cars still kind of freak me out. You know what? Especially, uh, go ahead. you know what? I'd almost, I'd rather have a self-driving Uber. Like this, like this thing picks me up and I go somewhere, rather than me sitting in the front seat and mm. it's just driving me. No, no, I, I I can get behind that. I mean, I think to just counter the piece about it being so scary, it's like um, and keep in mind these ones are teleoperated actually, so somebody's remotely driving. You're right. Yep, their goal I imagine would be to be completely autonomous, but at least for now, somebody is remotely driving the car. But 99% of, let's say 90% of car accidents, it's a person's fault. No, it's it's they're, true. They're it's going true. too fast. They're under an influence. They're distracted. Just There's like bad weather driver. conditions, bad drivers. All that stuff could be eliminated if people themselves, because really you're not in the business of driving a car. Sure, it's fun. You've done it before. But you want to go from A to B. You really just need something to bring you from where you are to where you need to be. Yeah. Some people hate driving. Some people are bad at driving, but a lot of people hate the idea of robots even more than they hate driving. Yeah, no, exactly. And so the thing with this is so they're they're still in the, the space where they need a little bit of regulatory approval. Um, but they're hoping to keep their costs down by doing that little teleoperator thing because they only need to pay them. the Let's say it's a 20-minute car drive, um, five minutes to get to your house. Uh, you drive the car for 20 minutes and then five minutes to go find a place to park. For a 30-minute call, they only needed to teleoperate it for 10 minutes or whatever. Seems like a massive logistics headache. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, But that's their idea is about um, they think that that can make the rides cost less than Uber or Lyft. So as opposed to paying an Uber or a Lyft driver to drive these people around, you're paying somebody to remotely operate a car. Who knows where they are. They could be anywhere for significantly less time. And I mean, I, I guess the implications of just, I, I mean, that sounded like an ad for this commercial or ad for this company, Vey. But I guess the broader implications of that for me is if the cars are all autonomous, and they are coming, clearly, um, s- expect them on the roads by the end of this decade, if it's, it's happening over there right now, is streetlights and stoplights probably not super important anymore. Speed limits could probably get a little bit more lenient, so to speak, too. Because I'm thinking is with the amount of sensors and cameras and just tech in these vehicles, there is little way that they will ever crash. Like even Google, um, I was saw this thing. The Google car drove like a billion miles 
and had like a few incidents. But it like most of the incidents, it's like somebody hit the Google car or like a pedestrian biker hit the Google car while it was parked. Like it didn't hit any other car and it ran like 10 billion y- miles worth of virtual driving, which apparently does the same thing. And so it seems like it's coming sooner or later in a safe manner that can more or less eliminate all these car crashes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you would think that like speed limit 65, this thing's not going over 65. Well, that's the thing is if there's definitely piece by piece. So this would be a later thing. But at least theoretically, if all the cars are in constant communication with each other and they're running, they could all just go the same speed. They could go as quickly as necessary or slow down as necessary. Yeah. So like if there's no reason to stop them from going, let's say on the highway, it's a straight line. They could all go one. I mean, you just fucking turn the HOV lane into a yeah autonomous lane. Let them yeah. let them go let a million him, miles let an him hour. Zip. Let them yeah. go 120. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I had. I mean, it, it seems like the the stuff is coming. Um, pretty cool, I guess, to be able to be in one of those. I'm sure you you get over the feeling quick. You know what's funny? I was watching this video on YouTube that kind of was premising this. And did you know that uh, elevators used to have human operators in them? Yeah. Yep. Well. People were freaking out when they got rid of them because they were like, I don't want to go in that elevator by myself without a human operator. That's true. And so it's kind of the same parallel with these driving cars. Do you need a person in there? Oh, a car is a little bit more dangerous than an elevator, but I guess. But cars are dangerous because of people. Ultimately, it's a box on wheels. Yeah, it's how a, dangerous it's a, is that? It's a machine that moves you. It's and it, uh, <laughs> how how dangerous can it really be? Yeah. But before we sign off, um, who's gonna be in the national championship football? Jeez, I I just gotta say, probably teams that are still hot, right? I, I hate to say it, but the Chiefs are looking amazing. Oh no, college, college now. Oh oh, um, jeez, Cincy, I would love to say he's gonna do something, but safe to say they're out. So, Bama, Georgia. For the sixth time, yeah. Um, NBA Finals. Jeez, that one's harder to to say. Um, it, uh, let's uh, let's do a, a somewhat of a fraud watch. Um, this isn't gonna be like a full fraud watch, but just like looking at the standings real quick. I mean, off the top of my head, there's a few um, teams that I think are like worthy, so to speak. Um, the Bulls are still looking pretty good. I'd be I'd be pleasantly surprised if they were in the finals. The East sucks. Obviously, the Nets, uh, the Bucks. To me, it's gonna be one of those three. Um, maybe, maybe. Honestly, I doubt they make the finals. But you know who I'm excited to watch in the playoffs is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Actually, they're playing really well. They're. I'm mean, I'm just happy for their fan base. No, I'm very happy for them. But. Um, the traditional ones that you might expect, like Toronto, even Boston, um, Sneaky Atlanta, they were in the conference finals last year. It's shaky. Sixers are traditionally like a threat. Shaky. Um, so the it's East, a weird year. It's a very weird year. Um, and then out west, um, that one's a little bit more wide open. Um, minus the Warriors. Minus the Warriors, yeah. But the Suns are, are really ju- up there just as good. I mean, it's funny you say, too, that it's a weird year because one of the complaints that people always used to have about the NBA was it's so predictable. I I know who's going to be in it, and now where it looks the opposite. Except now people are bored. Now people are bored. It's like it's hard to have that happy medium. I think you almost need. I mean, and the Warriors play that role. That person who you expect to get there, will they or will they not? I'm going to pick a side. Yeah, but the Warriors have almost somehow maneuvered themselves. They're not like an underdog now. It's it's a resurgence, is what it is. 
They're they're an underdog until they like sweep their first round opponent, and then everybody's be like, "Fuck the Warriors." Yeah. And then LeBron is going to get the patented LeBron underdog story again, lest we forget he's playing now with Westbrook, AD himself, Mello, Mello. And now it's almost it's like the it's like the the old Cavs situation where mm. it's like, how did he, if he brings him to like he brought this team yeah. to the, <laughs> but I don't know they look like shit. I want to see. I think I think I think Warriors Nets would be a lot of fun. I think so. I mean, and God forbid. Hopefully Kyrie, if that were to happen, hopefully, what, that's in June? I would hope by then we're in a situation where this guy can play full-time in the playoffs. If it would be, f- okay, if he doesn't suit up, let's say it's a scenario where he doesn't play, does he get a, and the Nets win, does Kyrie get a ring? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a Mickey Mouse ring, obviously. Yeah, uh, but it's a Mickey Mouse ring any, but nobody would forget. I no. mean, nobody, nobody would comment on it. No, no, nobody would comment on it. I don't even know if it's a Mickey Mouse ring. It's like it's like a ghost ring. And I mean, it's kind of like a win in Kyrie's scenario too, because it just goes off to show he got the. I mean, clearly he's not doing what he's doing for the prize of winning a championship or anything like that. But you still, you know, you stood by what you stood by, and you still got a ring at the end. You know, he might be like the ultimate villain if that happens. Yeah, you got to. You, <laughs> you didn't play the whole year, and you got to. But he, dude, even if he doesn't play, it's still like to see Warriors. Nets. I like KD, dude. KD versus uh, Steph. The old team. A lot of fun. Both, both being good on their own. It's kind of similar to to the uh, Brady Belichick things that we were dreaming of a week ago, which yeah, now not don't sound not as looking promising. so hot yeah. anymore. <laughs> NFL. I don't even know who I want in the championship. I almost want to. I mean, dude, the playoffs. Anything could happen this year. I'd love to see. You know, I, I kind of want to see a. Uh, a Brady Rogers rematch in that NFC Championship game mm. of last year. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, I'd love to see the Cardinals in there. I don't know there's a lot of fun teams. Go Chargers too. Ah, uh, dude, they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, they're stinking it up. Actually, now. no, they kind of figured it out. But anyway, all right, good, that's good a wrap, to wrap, everybody. It up. We'll see you. All right, great. I think we could do